What's up, guys? Welcome into uh, episode um, of Talk to Uncensored. Hope everyone's having a fantastic night, day, wherever you are. I don't care, unless it's in North Korea. And then we got a whole problem, guys. We got a whole problem. Um, anyway, I'm Chris Marler. First and foremost, where are you from? What you drinking? Atlanta, Georgia. I got a dose Equis that I got from a Willie's. Um, not even the restaurant. Somebody just somebody gave him Willie, just handed him out out of his backpack. So it's probably dangerous and spiked, but that's fine. Um, we got a lot to get to. Week one, there was a lot of uh, things that happened on the SEC as well as nationally. Um, so join, be a part of the conversation in the comments, whatever you want to do, and we'll get we'll get started on it. So um, first and foremost, let's talk about the week that was in the SEC, uh, and that is going to start here in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> um, the Georgia Bulldogs opening up with the Hiram, Georgia, Jack Daniels, Bond. I love it, Seth. I love it. Welcome in, man. Um, we'll get, we'll get, so I said, we'll get right into it with, with Georgia. Georgia opening with the number 11 Oregon Ducks. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing I don't want to hear this entire time in the comments is, well, that wasn't the number 11 team. Who fucking cares? Okay. Who fucking cares? I'll just say it. Um, if you, if you, if your takeaway from this weekend, truly your takeaway was Utah's overrated. Oregon's overrated. Get the fuck out of here. We're going to be positive about some of the things that happened this weekend. Um, I said to y'all this summer, and I'm going to say it again, there is a real chance that this Georgia team this year has the, the opportunity and the potential to be better than they were a year ago. Now, what does that mean? Um, partially what that means is I understand what they lost on defense. I understand they lost 15 people to the NFL. I understand that they're going to be horny for disrespect for as long as fucking possible. And they're going to come in here saying shit like, oh, man, well, we're reloading, not rebuilding. We get it. It's cute. It's adorable. That's awesome. You're going to have the ability to to re uh, to reload, especially with that schedule uh, from here on out. But this Georgia team, with what they return on offense and with Todd Monk coming back in year three, in year eight of Stetson Bennett, you have the ability to be more dominant now than you were even a year ago. And that's exactly what we saw on display here in Atlanta this weekend. From jump, uh, they came out and dominated that game. Stetson Bennett goes 25-31 for 350-plus yards, his best game as a, as a dog. Now, and here's the thing that's interesting, too, is we talked about how him he's a game manager. They don't want to put the game on his shoulders, blah, 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 blah. You look at, like, his last several game logs, right, for Stetson Bennett. Tell me, tell me what, what stands out to you when you look at his attempts. Because before going into the playoff last year, he had like two, two games where he had over 30 attempts. They were both losses where they were down by a bunch. Now you're talking about in a different way where they're putting the game in his hands and he has done nothing to show you that it should not be the case. Um, 25-31, 350-plus yards. <laughs> I, went on, I went on radio a couple weeks ago. Good to see you too, Mitch. It's actually just me tonight. But, um, but it's good to see you, bud. Um, but I went on radio and told y'all that like he has the he has the chance where if you don't think I don't care how this sounds if you don't think uh, America that voters for the Heisman in this fucking country are gonna go out here and and put a white walk on five ten screech looking dude as a Heisman front runner you're out of your fucking mind they love that story and 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 honestly it's not undeserving because of how great this kid has played I think he has a every bit a chance of getting to. Um, to New York as a Heisman finalist, especially if Georgia goes undefeated, which after we saw this weekend, there's not a lot telling me that why they wouldn't. Other key standouts from that game. How about how about Malachi Starks? Max Starks, Malachi Starks? I don't even fucking know. Um, man, true freshman. Uh, what's up, Eddie Booza? True freshman. Ooh. 
just killing flies, killing it. Um, I don't know why they're inside though. Uh, that pick he had against Bo Nix was incredible. That was just unbelievably impressive. The uh, the only thing that I think I, we were kind of surprised on, I'm going to kind of go through the numbers here, um, was a little bit surprised I didn't see more uh, production from the tight end position. But you, what you did see was always impressive, right? Darnell Washington hurdled some dude. That was ridiculous. Um, didn't see as much in the running yet, running back position, but I don't think you really needed to see much. Um, you know, Lad McConkey, Lad McConkey, he has five receptions, 73 yards. Kenny McIntosh, nine for 117. That's going to be your James Cook, if you if you couldn't tell already. Um, I mean, and here's here's the thing that stood out to me the most, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You had ten different receivers catch a pass in that game. You saw at the end of the first quarter, Georgia's up, I think, like 14 – I'm sorry, they were 7 nothing. Setson Bennett's 10 of 12. He had already hit seven different receivers. Todd Munkin, Setson Bennett in their fucking bag – early and often and it was good to see that fans uh feel a little bit more confident going into this year about their ability to possibly repeat so there's that game let's move on to their hated rival and we did not think we were going to talk about them this much this early i'm sure but how about them florida fucking gators guys huh it's great to be a florida gator um just an incredible performance from a guy that we said this summer i wasn't comparing him to to cam newton by any means all right but I did tell you he is going to – oh, we still have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of comments. I did tell you he was going to have the ability um, – I mean, hockey moment, we did. Uh, we did it – that Florida was going to have the ability to come out here, and they were going to win games strictly be, uh, behind uh, Anthony Richardson. And that's what we saw on, on Saturday. That kid is – he is absolutely every bit of what you would refer to as must-see TV. I, I mean, just flat out. That was awesome to watch. Awesome to watch. You play, you play a number 10 team at home. There's a reason why Vegas had that line set the way they did. Obviously, um, I don't think the humidity got to them. Um, yeah, it feels weird to be happy for Florida. But how about the state of Florida? Like, how great was that? And, and by the way, like, throw out all your comments, all that kind of stuff. We're going to try, try to keep it 30 minutes because I'm going to go watch Elvis um, as well. I've already got it going. That fucking Tom Hanks is real creepy. Real creepy uh, in that movie. But um, anyway, so um, Screech for Heisman. I love these comments. These are great. What's up, Griffin Smith? Um, yeah, it feels weird to be happy for Florida. But so, so this is what ends up happening. So Florida comes in here. Um, they they, they kind of struggle early. But you can see from the first quarter and early on that Anthony Richardson is a different type of dude. Um, he is must-see TV. Every single week, he is going to do something. And I don't think it's a Bo Nix type thing where it's like he's going to do three things that make you say, wow, he's going to do three things that make you say, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Um, I mean, he did things on that field that we haven't seen uh, in years. I think maybe since maybe a Tebow or, or maybe maybe even, like I said, since a Cam, the, the jump twirl, <laughs> which when I do, is not viewed as cool at all. It's, it's called pizzazz or... Uh, sassy or other words that I don't really feel like are very masculine for me. But when he does it on a, on a two point conversion and then rolls out of the pocket, hits it. I mean, that kid and Billy Napier are going to be fun to watch in year one. Um, I think that Florida will go as far as he can take them, which is probably about nine to 10 wins, but still a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch uh, both those kids. Um, <laughs> so 
Um, no, no, T Hawk is, is in great health. He took care of himself. He just had, uh, he had some prior stuff going on. ST is better when more teams are competitive. Holly Johnson, I love you to death. I don't, I, I can't, I can't be convinced of that. Um, let's get to the game that, that, that many of you feel like T Hawk, uh, it's probably why he's not here. It's not, but I will, let's get to the maybe the best game of the weekend. Okay. Um, LSU, FSU, Jesus Christ. I, so I, I took a little bit of a nap. Um, which I planned perfectly. I'll just I just pat myself on the back right here. Um, planned perfectly in the middle of uh, the first quarter to about the third quarter. I woke up, got to watch the tail end of it. Um, man, that was a struggle bus for, for a minute. But you want to talk about two teams that, that did not want to win that game and did not want it to uh, to end. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. It was, I tell you what, it was good to see. There was a moment at the end of the Florida State game or the end of that Florida State LSU game where you had a Florida State player and, and they, they're just, they're falling on them. I, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, they're falling with the camera and he says, Y'all don't know how hard we work. And it's like, man, there's so much that goes into college football where we do not understand how, how difficult uh, and how, like, you know, like, I mean, you think about what those kids have been through at that university where you you have three straight New Year's Six Bowl wins and you have Dan Mullen and talking about holding the rope and beating people in arm wrestling or what the fuck ever, a thumb war, or what, whatever the shit he was talking about nonstop. Um, but it was it was so much fun and it was good to see like you, like you don't you don't realize how hard those kids do work and the shit they put in the offseason. Also, we can shit on them on Twitter for no reason. Really? I mean, like. It just it was a it was an incredible ending. I hate the way it ended for my LSU brethren. I love the way it ended for my my co-hosts and, and FSU fans everywhere. And and listen, you got to give them credit. I I ate some crow on this on Twitter. They showed up. They showed out. The fan base went to NOLA. They were they were there early. Um, they were loud. They were celebrating. And I tell you what, an early moment for my favorite moment of the year so far. All right, and this is we're gonna talk a little shit to LSU fans here. Um. When the FSU fans went, there was one kid who was like this, giving like the deuces uh, in the in the end zone. And LSU fans and, and frat bros losing their minds. Man, y'all thought that was funny in 2019. Y'all loved that shit when all your fans or your players went up to the Bama recruits and all that kind of shit after that Bama LSU game where y'all won by four total or five total points. Man, you you it was you're, when you're on top of the world and you do whatever the fuck you want to do. The rest of the country. It's all fun and games, but now you get brought down to earth a little bit and you get, you find yourself in a little bit of a rebuild because of the, the shit you allowed to happen under coach. O. it's not as fun. I will say also, yes, Mitch Aldridge. I love this. He, he brings it to the point because FSU's band immediately playing neck. I love it. I'm a tear up. I'm a tear up. A few things bring a tear to my eye as much as somebody singing suck that blank blank. Be. <laughs> I mean, just just an incredible, incredible first week of football. I know Willie Gray brought up the UNC App State game. That was awesome. Start to finish, what an incredible week of football, right? Uh, now, like I said, I'm doing this solo, so I'm going to be a little bit all over the place. I know we've, we've already gotten to the first three. Um, let's see here. Where do we want to go next? We can talk a little bit about Bama. Let's talk about Arkansas instead. Arkansas opens up against Cincinnati. Um now, what were your thoughts on this as uh, as well? Let me see if you guys from the comments. Um, I might even see the line to LSU plus one and a half. Oh my god, <laughs> Willie, that's awesome! That's an incredible, that's an incredible win for your buddy. Um, all right, so um, let me hold on. Give me a second here, guys. Getting to 
Sorry, this is good. Good radio. Um, okay, so Arkansas Cincy. This was a game that I watched um, along along with uh, the Georgia game, especially because that Georgia game was over pretty quick. Just a quintessential KJ Jefferson game. All right, just quintessential KJ Jefferson. 18 of 26, 223 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, has 62 yards on the ground, another touchdown. So this dude finishes the day with 385 total yards. I'm sorry, 285 total yards of offense, four touchdowns against a ranked opponent, um, and did it with what I refer to as from now on, just the James Brown treatment, where he's he's coming off stage and he's got oh my gosh, my back, and like it's like that TikTok thing, you know what I'm talking about, where the kids on this on the floor on all fours. I'm not explaining this well. This is weird. This got weird. Um, but you know, like James Brown being carted off or being, being walked off, uh, stage and he's got the thing on his back and all of a sudden pff, he's back. KJ Jefferson. I've never seen a dude limp more during games. Thanks, Troy. Good to say, listen, Hey guys, I want you guys to give it up for Troy. Troy, um, is a dude that I have made severely upset with my own life for what reason? I don't know. I, I don't know, but make sure you guys follow him. He needs friends. He is very upset with a lot of things going on in his uh, in his own personal life, where he comes in and um, has to, I guess, uh, call cause attention to um, only negatives, which we're not going to do here. We're just not going to do. Anyway, good to see you, Troy. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I don't know what you do with your job, but I'll never watch it like you're watching me right now. So there's that. Uh, Willie Gray, not going to show you the dance. Anyway, Arkansas comes in. Positives from this. I tell you what, you beat a ranked team, first and foremost, Two. Um, Trey Knox, it's a guy we've been waiting for for years and years. I feel like since he got on campus, four-star recruit, 6'4", 220, come out of high school, um, switching to tight end, looked good. I mean, this is a guy that caught seven passes all last year. He comes in day one as a tight end, goes six, um, what do you call it? He has six receptions for 75 yards, two touchdowns, looked the part, has always looked the part physically, looked the part physically and, and mentally was there like fully invested. There was no issues. He had the entire game. Love to see that. Um, I saw, you know, a lot of people thought that like, this was a, a struggle game for Arkansas. It's a ranked opponent. I know what, I know what since he lost, I know it's not the team that went to the playoff necessarily a year ago, but it's a ranked opponent. Um, I, I, I don't see any issues with this here. Um, I, I thought it was a good win and they get a South Carolina team that looked like shit in week one uh, coming in this week. Um, I, you know, I, I I think it was a it was a great win. You, you check off all the boxes. You have your moment at the end of the game where, where Sam Pittman endears himself to the rest of America once again. You love to see it. So um, anyway, going into we talk about South Carolina for a minute. South Carolina was a pretty massive disappointment in my opinion. You play against the Georgia State team that's not bad. They put up a lot of good numbers like we talked about. I think they had the best against the spread record. Uh, out of any team in the country uh, over the past couple of years. Um, so Georgia State goes into Columbia, and you, you all you really want from this program and from this team, especially with year two of Beamer Ball, is to kind of put your foot on the gas early and don't let up. Just, just show why you should be here. Show what you've improved. Show this is different than we've seen in years past. Um, and kind of prove some of these, these doubters wrong. They pull away late, right? They win They win big in quotes, but at the same time, I, they struggled early. And you saw the offensive line struggle a lot, where Spencer Rattler was just, it felt like he was like running for his life at times. Um, that's something I don't think is necessarily going to change. I, I don't see why all of a sudden you saw it a year ago, you saw it a year before, that offensive line at South Carolina is not very good. Um, and we'll see what happens with it. But I, I don't think that it's something 
like this week, man, Arkansas is over a uh, a touchdown favorite. I think that probably probably goes up even. Um, I don't see South Carolina. It's a great story, but I, when you got to put these kids on the field and it's X's and O's and Jimmy's and Joe's, I don't think I don't think South Carolina necessarily has as much as we were hoping they would going into year two. Another one. Um, another one here, I think with, uh, with Kentucky, try to tell you guys this in the off season, um, somebody that struggled was facing a, uh, it seemed like he was running for his life a lot early on. That is Will Levis. Will Levis, you know, you lost three offensive linemen to the NFL. Didn't necessarily look great in week one. You pull away in the second half. And listen, he still puts up his numbers, all that good stuff. I, I, I don't. You know, Tavian Robinson, he looks fine. I, I don't I just don't think it's something like when you go you go into this game now, week two, and you're going to the swamp. What is your confidence level if you're Kentucky? Will Levis puts up 300 yards. He has three touchdowns, one interception. Kavasi smoked. Like the rushing game looked not great. You 26 attempts for 50 yards. That is the bread and butter. Now, I will say when you lose three guys in the NFL, you lose a guy like Wondell Robinson. What is the confidence there going into week two? Um, Kentucky has played Florida close and arguably better more years than not over the past five, six years, right? Like they, they've outplayed them. There's a couple, I mean, they've, obviously they've beaten them um, most times, but they've also had times where you've had like, you know, he forgot to put, trot out an 11th person on defense for two years in a row. Um, that was pretty tough. I, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, so I, I think that when you have a situation like Kentucky had on the offensive line where you aren't just going to be able to reload on the offensive line uh, with what you lost, that is cause for concern. That is cause for concern. Um, how is Notre Dame ranked? Do we want to talk about uh, how viral was Will actually getting to the backfield like he did? Um, cool, Troy. Um, I don't know. I, we're not going to read any of your questions on here because you've been an absolute fucking asshole every single time you come in here. When you come in here with a better attitude, we'll start reading some of your questions. Um, anyway, so... How is Notre Dame ranked? Notre Dame is ranked because they're fucking Notre Dame. They're always going to be ranked. <laughs> they're always going to be ranked. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I, I think that, that they didn't look bad. Marcus Truman looked good in, in, in week one. I, I will admit, this is just the nature of the job. I didn't watch much of this game. I had the two TVs set up. And um, no, Troy, no one's, no one's like salty. You just come in with a dickhead attitude and you make all these comments about like all this negative stuff. Just be a good person. Like that, that's all. I'm, we're, that's this is the last we're going to talk about it. Come correct next time. Start your start your start yourself over here, and we'll go from there. All right, Willie Gray, Willie Gray, talking about the fact that like, man, the fact that they come into this game, it's in the horseshoe. How about the defense? The defense looked good. Ohio State's. I mean, like we all we all thought Ohio State's offense was going to just like run a rough shot through that fucking defense, right? They didn't. They didn't. Um, it was pretty impressive. I would say from from early on. Now the defense looked better if you're Ohio State. Now watching these two fans come afterwards, um, <laughs> thank you, Seth. I appreciate that. Um, but so when you when you come in, what's up, Trevor Garza? We're gonna talk about A and M here in a second, man. Um, so when you talk about like like two fan bases afterwards, just a collective group of assholes, right? It was it was hilarious to watch. It was like, man, the refs were so favored of this team, or like what the fuck ever. Um, I, both those teams are probably going to continue to be ranked in the top five and deservingly so, but like A&M, <laughs> A&M is not very, I'm sorry, not A&M, Notre Dame is not like a bad football team. 
I will say, I don't think, I think it's a little bit early to know what they really have. Like, I, like, I don't even know what's on the rest of that schedule. Do they go 10 and two? They go 11 and one. Cause it kind of sets up like that. It seems like every year, right? When you have a uh, Ohio state, Ohio state, I think if you're, if you're looking at Ohio state, like I was where I, I picked them to win it all at the start of the year. Um, you, you kind of wonder what does that look like moving forward? Like, is that, is that something where they are going to be able to, to run rough shot through that, 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 Big Ten Conference, that division, Big Ten East. Like you saw Michigan put up 51 points against Colorado State. I don't know what that means. It's Colorado State. I don't, I'm not sold that Ohio State is so much further ahead than they were in, the, in years past. So I will say that. Um, all right. Let's get to AM. Now, <laughs> if you're keeping score at home, that AM game, are they still playing, Trevor? Trevor? Or like, is that is that game still in delay? Several games went in delay this weekend. You had this one, Auburn and Mississippi State. Um, I thought that was, <laughs> it was, it was, they struggled early and I think we all love to see it. Um, you know, just if we're being honest, Trevor, but I will say this too, they pulled away in the second half, a 31, nothing win. the line was 30 and a half. So Vegas knew that's about what those two teams were supposed to be. Um, impressive, impressive in a lot of ways. Haynes King, you know, it's like, you don't want to really be critical of them because it's, it's something <laughs> lightning still fucking coming down. Um, yeah, Tyler Davis fantastic point uh wasn't a bad game Notre Dame impressed more than OSU disappointed um lightning still coming down so listen here's the thing it's like you don't really want to like be super critical of Haynes King because it's it, this is a highly ranked recruit it's got a lot of talent there for sure but at the same time you have you have a, a, a difficult job of trying to be like like listen if you're the quarterback whisperer right if you're a quarterback you're like 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 uh, Jimbo Fisher is supposed to be. I said this on, on Saturday, and I'm going to say it again. Maybe it's time to start yelling. You know, I, I think I don't think AM's in trouble by any means, but this is a different situation that they are going to find themselves in this year because for the first time in a very long time, you have expectations. Think about that 2020 team where they went 10-1, and one, right? I think it was 10-1. Was it 9-1? and one? Trevor, help me out there. Um. You, you, you go into that season where, like, you get beat, you get boat raced by Bama early. You didn't have a lot of expectations. They just kept winning games. 2019, I've, I've said this over and over and over again. They've started out top top 10 in the country, but at the same time, you played five teams in the top 10, four in the top five. There's not really a level of disappointment. It's like, oh, man, they choked. That didn't really happen, right? This is the first time that AM has had legit expectations put on them from the entire country and not just their own fan base. Um, and, and I don't know which is which is arguably more or higher with their, you know, the expectations of their fan base or the general public around the country watching these games. Um, A&M, it'll be interest, interesting to see because because Haynes King, the, by the numbers, doesn't look that bad. It, he had a, a couple of big plays um, for sure. But when you when you talk about going into this week, how does this defense look going up against an App State team that I know that that UNC is garbage, right? That I hate. We love Gene Chizik. What's happening with that defense is garbage. Um, and then you talk about what he what they were able to do and Chase Bryce, 25-26. They put up like a thousand points, most of that in the fourth quarter. That is ridiculous, man. What does that look like this week? And then here's the other part, guys, because you still have Miami coming in the week after. What is what do they look like? At the very least, they are gonna have some athletes on that field that are gonna be able to compete with you. So I, I just I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> Expectations are higher with the oil barons. That's fair. Uh, all right, Troy, we'll give you, we'll give you, yes, they were 10 and one with the orange ball victory. Trevor says nine and one. 
I think I think that's a, a decent uh, addition. There you go. Um, I God, I don't understand you as a person, but yes, that is that is fair. Um, I just don't get how everyone said when AM can pass deep, they'll be good, and then we do it, no one's happy. Trevor, because no one is rooting for you guys to win. That's why. That's why. <laughs> I love you to death, Trevor. You're one of my favorite people on here. We've had some really good interaction, but welcome to the nightmare. No one's pulling for you guys. Um, yeah, it, it is. You guys are going to have so much. You guys are going to have everyone's horny to disrespect you guys, right? Like Georgia fans, like looking for the disrespect. Everyone is, is also looking to disrespect you as much as possible. I'm including me. I can admit it. All right. Let's get, we got a couple more minutes here. We're going to wrap up. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, we will get into more of a week, uh, two look ahead next week. Um, so <laughs> let's get into some of these other ones, uh, just going around the sec or if there's other games you guys want, um, uh, if you guys other games you guys want me to bring up as well, throw them out there and we can talk about them. Oregon state had a big win. I mean, honestly, guys, the picks look good this week. The picks look good. I will say that unless you're Bo Nix and then they just look like they always do. Um, let's see if we can wrap this up in three minutes. Any questions, anything like that, that we can throw in here? Because I, like I said, I want to go watch Elvis. Um, should be pretty good. Ole Miss, thought they looked pretty bad. Zach Evans did Zach Evans things, though. 130 yards. I think like his, uh, his, his number was set at like 91 and a half or something like that. So if you jumped all over that, good work. Um, Auburn. <laughs> Mercer does not look great. Uh, the pod should drop tomorrow, Tyler, I would think. I would think so. Um, the 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 Mercer Bears going into Auburn and kind of I wouldn't say challenging by any means because it wasn't ever a challenge. They were down twenty eight seven here. They're down forty two to seven at one point, and you know that that's another game that we had uh, a lot of like delays and stuff like that from the weather. Um, Tank Bigsby had a huge game. That was good to see. I think if you're Auburn, that's really that's really more important than even talking about. Um, uh, no, UF is probably more than that. I would take I would take I would hammer Florida. I would hammer Florida um, uh, is, is one of those questions. So, um, so, but like, I think that's, I think the tank Bixby thing is, is probably something you want to hang your hat on more than the TJ Finley in, in terms of what's most important for this team. I think, I think that you want to have tank, if tank, so listen, here's the thing. If you're an Auburn fan and TJ Finley looks like shit, you kind of expect that to a certain degree, right? If, if tank Bixby, doesn't get going and the offensive line kind of struggles and they're, and they, you know, you're, you're talking about dodging tackles and getting, or even getting tackled in the backfield. That's a fucking issue. Right. Um, I think that looks better with Tank Bigsby the other way. Um, and, and Robbie Ashford is a guy that is, he's a really good athlete. He's a really, really good talent. Um, and he is going to be the most popular player in Auburn outside of tank for the next several weeks until he actually gets a start, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect. The big thing for Auburn is this, um, <laughs> Trevor, I love you to death, bro, but that's such a big picture question. Um, how many SEC quarterbacks get drafted this year? Here, here's the thing. We, touching back on the Auburn thing real quick. Now, if you are, if you're Robbie Ashford, here's the thing you have to have for Auburn or, or if, if you're, if you're Brian Harson, right. And that is this, you, you have, um, you have the, the ability obviously to run the football. You're going to start, Going into this year, this week, I'm assuming you're going to start TJ Finley again. But if you go into week three against Penn State and you have any sort of QB issues, right? Because Zach Calzada, even with the transfer, he's a he's an afterthought already, right? Do you start Robbie Ashford? Do you start two quarterbacks at the same time, like or like not at the same time? You know what I mean? Or maybe you fucking do. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, 
like backyard football. I'm not sure. But if you have a quarterback controversy going into that game, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good because what you don't want to have is an opportunity, especially if you're Brian Harson being on like what, what some people think it's a hot seat is with what happened this offseason. You don't want to leave shit on the table where it's like, man, we could have won that game, but, and you definitely don't want to have it be like, we could have won that game, but I started the wrong guy, but I should have played this guy and said at all. You know what I mean? So there is that. Did Florida schedule any games out of the state this year? <laughs> Willie Gray. They never travel. They, they, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, they are honestly, they're like bath salts. They only stay in that state, which is probably for the best. Probably for the best. How many SC quarterbacks get drafted this year? I don't know. That's a lot to ask. Trevor, it's a lot. Um, I don't think Chris Rodriguez will be back for this game either. So that is pretty much it, guys. I think there's probably a couple more games. Vandy, we're not going to get into. They didn't cover the spread. It's a big shout-out to Mississippi State. I know we have a couple Mississippi State fans, Sarthak Sharma as well. Um, love the fact that they they kept putting it on. Uh, of course, dude. I appreciate it, Eddie. Um, sorry about the – actually, no, congrats on the win. I almost said sorry about the loss. I'm an asshole move on my end. Um, anyway, Mississippi State, big win. Love to see what, what Mike Leach did there, and they kept putting it on. They did not have a situation where they had – Anything close to what happened last year? I don't like the way you drink beer. What did I? What did I? How did I drink beer wrong? Is that wrong? Me deep throwing the Dos Equis? Is that bad? Um, wait, what did I? How did I drink? Don't I don't need. Listen, we already have Troy in here, and me and him are having. What's the record prediction for four? First, I was saying seven and five. I think. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think 93 is fair, Troy. I think 93 is fair. You are a very confusing individual. Um, I would, I don't, if you're a Florida fan, I don't know what I could have said that pissed you off either. That's so, so weird. Anyway, but uh, Tyler Davis, explain to me why I drink beer wrong. Maybe do it in the DMs. I don't know. Okay, thanks, Troy. I appreciate that, man. Um, <laughs> what the, this is, I love this job so much. Um, all right, guys, let's call it a day. I appreciate that, Troy. You were a pretty big dick. Big Dick Troy is what we'll call you from now on. And I will, we'll turn into a positive. How, how about that? Um, Bama O-line going to take some time. Yeah, I can see that. We'll see. We're going to have a preview episode tomorrow night with Tyler, so it'll be more structured. It won't be me out of breath all the time, deep-throating Dos Equis or whatever. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a great night. And this should be up tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. We're back. We're back.